Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Osiris. Good afternoon, everyone. We are live. Um, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is not 40 for 40, as you may see on your screen, but we will continue that series very soon. This is... A... Sorry, I, I couldn't figure out how to get it off. No, no, it's I not your fault. I, it's not It's not possible. It's not possible. Oh, it's not? Okay. That makes me feel nope. better. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you did it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And uh, Jonathan, Megan. You're a magician. <laughs> I'm RJ. I'm, and we have a special guest, Cam. How's it going, Cam? Really great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. And Welcome. I'm so glad to report yeah. on these fish shows. You have a world map behind you, which will come yes. in handy many <laughs> times throughout this. I'm going to point exactly where I was every night on the map. Perfect. <laughs> this Perfect. is fantastic. Um, thanks for joining us, seriously. And, and the, the, the art that you've been making is really pretty great. Um, so thank you for your contributions. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. It's it's been fun to to post them, and these are just those are bits that me and my buddies do, and so it's been fun to watch uh, people kind of, um, you know, share them and, and do all that kind of stuff. Glad you guys. Yeah, when did that get started? When did you kind of start doing those? Um, <laughs> with, with my buddies or with uh, mm -hmm. with TikTok? Uh, so it was the specifically when I say Trey knows better is kind of the start of it. My friend Will Slosher, um, we were at Alpine in 2019. Um, and if you guys remember that Saturday first set, it was really a lot of fun. There's a Yamar in there. It's like NICU. It's like a really dancey first set. And then they play Frost. Um, and my friend Will puts his hands on his head and he goes, oh, my God. Like, it was like his favorite quarterback <laughs> through an interception or something. Um, and he was like, Trey knows better than to play Frost right here. And for, I just – that encapsulated <laughs> the fandom for me in that moment. I thought it was so funny. And we just bring it up constantly. And then that's birthed a bunch of bits uh, from there. And so I just kind of started putting them on TikTok. And 
thankfully TikTok's really good at putting your stuff right in the corner it should go in. And so, um, yeah, it's, yeah, those, those are just things we've been doing for the last, I would say, you know, four years here. <laughs> oh, they're so funny. I love them. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. And thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to, so we're going to talk about these five shows that have just, just happened. Um, first, I just want to follow up on our 40 for 40 from last week, 102195, which was an awesome pick from Megan. Thank you, Megan. Um, yeah. We were talking during the episode about how the essay that Kevin Shapiro wrote when they did the archival release was no longer available on the internet. And I reached out to him and he emailed me back with the the full essay. So I have it. If anyone wants to see it, let me know. Um, I just want to just say that um, there was an interesting piece here when he was just talking about the, the setup for the show. I think everyone knows Fall 95, but um, he talked about the, the most notable fact about the shows leading up to Lincoln was the addition of a front of house video camera set up at the, for the mixed position for the first time in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And under Mike's tutelage, band chiropractor and old friend Eric Larson took on the added role of regularly capturing live footage. So he began his kind of on-the-job training as cameraman and video recordist. So that's kind of amazing that that tour and right before this show was the first time they really brought on a... Uh, a videographer, um, which is amazing because you watch shows these days and there are, you know, dozens of cameras on every show. But um, apparently, you know, it started right around this time. So that's one tidbit from this this essay that Kevin Shapiro wrote. That's super cool. I love how you could be like affiliated with the band in some totally random way in the 90s, like the chiropractor. And then all of a sudden you're like running the video camera and then you become really good at it. Like, it's just so cool. Love that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we hear him mentioned on... Um the uh, Ian's farm show in 89, Lar Eric, mm -hmm. <laughs> Trey call, yeah. shouts him out at some point. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we got to get into five shows here. Um, the, yeah. the thing that I wanted to ask you all before we start is actually for people who are watching and the people who are watching live, you always give us great comments and feedback. Um, we're going to record a bonus episode right after this. So if you have thoughts on what we should talk about, just put it in the comments because it'll be helpful because right now the, we don't really have anything. So, um, <laughs> guys, just, like admit that RJ. I mean, I guess just today, we I mean, we're usually yeah. really prepared. Yeah. You know, we've, you know, we've talked about it weeks in advance. Yeah. Megan's got like a ream of notes <laughs> and, um, but today we're, we're flying, flying by the seat of our pants. So we're counting on all of those viewers. I mean, we're, we're close to our, comments. We're close to our podcast's 10th anniversary, and I think the reason people have stuck around for 10 years is because of our, like, punctuality, our organization, <laughs> our, you know, general, just our general sense of of just authority around details. So that, that I think, we, you know, we're here to just continue that. All right, guys, is there, is there, does anyone have a one-word theme on this spring tour so far, based on your listening or, or being there? Does it have to be one word, really? Yeah, man, have, that's very difficult. Okay. I got one. Okay, I've got a few, but go, Jonathan. Good. Ooh, <laughs> so amazing. I'm, I'm I mean, going to hard well, agree with that. That's a, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm torn between flow and listening. I'm torn between, uh, like, you know, uh, variety and patience 
right now. Um, mm. Especially you guys are just cheating stuff. and using two words. I'm trying to be no, cool. I, no. I think you're cool. I, I, patience was the first word that came to mind for me. So maybe that's just us using random words that happen to, you know, be similar. But I, I feel like these shows are so there. There's so much, like you said, Megan, listening, and there's so much. They're they're just not in a hurry to get anywhere, and it like almost sounds like 2.0 fish in places where it's just like they're. It doesn't feel like they're really like in a hurry to get anywhere. And I don't know that that a lot like this podcast. <laughs> Very good. That's a great segue, Jonathan. Jonathan, night one Seattle. What do you got? <laughs> well, um, I, I get into it. Uh, so actually, I sat down with my friend, Madi, who was at the shows. I sat down with him last night, and uh, we had a couple uh, adult beverages, and uh, he told me about his experience at the at the venue, and he, you know, a little bit about the music, but, you know, I think the biggest we can we I think we can all talk about the music and the biggest takeaways I have from him are you know this is a completely remodeled venue and he said it was super nice like super nice the food was really good and not just good but like high quality like they have rules if you go to their website they have rules about the vendors all have to have like you know like uh, I'm not I'm not going to quote it cuz I didn't read the rules but he you know it's like uh, organic meats and all of this. There was no plastic waste, no plastic cups for the beers. Like he or he said, I ordered, you know, you order a beer, it comes in a can, so it could be recycled. And you order a shot and it comes in a little metal cup. So we, that can be recycled like crazy and uh, wonderful. And uh, it was um the, you know, the location being under the, you know, the Seattle center right there with the space needle was great. And the monorail came through, they stayed at a hotel that was near to the monorail. So they were able to just walk it from their hotel for like three minutes, get on the monorail, uh, which, you know, sounds more like a Shelbyville idea. And then they could get off right at the uh, venue and then go <laughs> back after the show. The word monorail without thinking of the Simpsons. Like I literally no. cannot say that word. No. without thinking I, of the Simpsons. I, I have a hard time saying monorail once. Without singing it? Monorail. monorail. Yeah. Monorail. Um, but uh, he said it was like the easiest in and out of any show. And I got to say, as far as uh, urban uh, venues, that's a pretty high rating because, you know, MSG, you have to deal with New York city. It's not exactly difficult. It's just, you're in New York city. And a lot of those other, uh, urban venues are, have their own challenges. And, um, this is high marks for one, I think. So I'll leave it there. I like that Madi is of the age where he knows what, when you get it, when you order a shot, the kind of uh, receptacle it's it's served in. Well, he was talking about the, you know, it's called Climate Change Arena. And they were, they're very serious about the mission of the name and how they do everything at that venue. Okay. And then the pictures of everybody like leaving balloons outside the arena was just, you know. Well, that's Great. a whole, that's a whole different thing. Um, Cam, can we, I know that you, you went to the Greek shows, but did you have any, any highlights here um, from night one? Anything that you think is uh, like, absolutely you got to go back to or, or things that stood out to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that golden age is really, really great. And that's a, I mean, a song that I love anyway. And was, as soon as I started playing, it was like, darn it, you know, no golden age for me, but um, it, super highlight, I would say. Um, really great 
song from that show and just a really great jam on that one. And then also there's just a lot of fun songs in the first set um, that, again, were ones that I was just like, darn it, I'm not going to see Yamar, I'm not going to see Steam. <laughs> and they squeeze in a really nice ghost. It's, it's concise. It's, you know, it's nine minutes or so, but it's a really nice ghost at the end of the first set too. So, Yeah, the, uh, I love that ghost too. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I thought that the Blazon sandwich was just so fun to like start the show. Like that just like sounded great. The segue into Plasma was awesome. I love Plasma. Really well played Vultures. Like not my favorite song, but it's like good for stats. People like to hear that, right? (laughs) Really just like clean playing throughout the whole first set, I felt like. And the ghost just kind of like was that perfect ghost that got you like excited about second set. You're like, okay, like it's going to get late. It's like second set time. Like I felt like that was really great. And I love that Golden Age too. That was to me like the most patient, like it was really layered, really like spacey and lots of like video game effects and Fishman I thought was amazing during that whole, that whole jam. I love the call to go into plasma in the middle of a jam because there've been many jams where they kind of hint at plasma anyways, and plasma is perfect. You know, there's not a, there's not a lot to it. Uh, You know, you're not going to get caught in this, you know, barrage of lyrics or anything. It's pretty simple song. It's mostly about the groove. So it doesn't really break up a flow of a good, like first set jam. So I thought that was Mm -hmm. really nice. Uh, My friend peaks, which is pretty interesting and unusual in that, you know, it's really, really intense. Um, and uh, Wave of Hope, I seem yeah. to recall, was pretty good. I'm surprised it didn't get mentioned yet, but here we are. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a very solid opener. Very yeah. solid opener. Yeah, totally. That Wave of Hope was great. Like, really, really pretty, like, foreboding, kind of, like, melancholy feels, like, glorious peaks. Just Trey sounded amazing, I thought. Really great. I, I think there's a lot of, like, listening in this in this in in that set, in particular, in the second set. I mean... Wave of Hope, I think, is like the the song of 2021 to 2023 so far. There, It's been performed 13 times. There's at least six jam chart entries, I think, if you include this one from the other night. Like, that's a pretty high batting percentage. And Made the 21 minutes, it'll make it in there. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, yeah. it's cool. I think it's maybe it's the tempo and the like the guitar riff that that kicks it off. It just keeps it in like a a little bit of a higher tempo than you know, some of the other like newer stuff. So I think it'll stick around and, and get even better at really, really cool song. So I have to ask a question though. We've been talking about this on text and I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it publicly, but so Trey's playing has sounded really cool. I feel like he's been really just kind of experimenting with sounds and, and really laid back in terms of, you know, the listening and the patience, but what about his singing? Cause to me, it really sticks out. Like I've heard, much more emphatic enunciated singing from Trey, even, even compared to Mexico, I think it feels yeah. different and more um, like he's just focusing on it more. I don't know. Have you, did you guys notice that at all? Like, what do you guys think of that? Is that, is that something that, that you notice? hundred percent. And especially coming off of um, in the last shows I got to see before these fish shows are Trey band shows at Hollywood Palladium. And then I went in Santa Barbara too. And that's, He'll usually try to match uh, what's being backed behind him. He'll take a step up and try to do a little bit more with his vocals. And so I like when he gets a chance to at least try to do that um, when he's on stage with Fish. Um, so in, in 2022, he would do that kind of with MoMA dance. He would add those like na-na-nas in the background and um, do a little bit of the Trey Band stuff with that. But um, yeah, it's like it's nice when he can kind of flex it a little bit, take a risk. 
Yeah, I'm here for it. You know, I, I like we've talked a little bit about why he's doing it, but um, we know he's interested in singing and like it's an area that he really works on and like wants to improve. I know people have strong feelings about it that are not positive, but um, you know, that's their problem, I guess. Jonathan, what do you think? I think that it's going to sort itself out in due course. I, I understand that it bothers some people, and uh, it doesn't bother me. I hear Trey singing. I'm not sure if Trey is trying to sing in a way that better protects his voice. Um, like, I don't know. You know, Phil Lesh basically stopped singing with the dead because he thrashed his throat because he was singing mm. wrong. Um, and... Uh, you know, Trey's gotten away with it for years, singing however he was singing or half singing, speak singing and all of that for for built a career on it. Uh, but he's, you know, really studying vocals now. And I think he's experimenting with how he can use that. I could be wrong. Uh, and I, I also know that not everybody loves it. And that's OK, because Trey's going to do it anyways, just as usual. And you can. You know, that's his, that's his motto, I think, for everything. Trey's going to do it anyways. Yeah, so. definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I want to I actually, uh, hopefully, maybe the next interview we do with I'd like to ask him about it. Because, like, Walls of the Cave, for example, is, like, like I think on some of the new songs where it's, like, stuff that he has written or even, like, ballads, um, like, Walls of the Cave, like, his vocals were totally different. And he was really, like, enunciating the the words in a totally different way and i just it's it's an interesting change even like i said from mexico so i don't know i get like you said jonathan maybe it's just uh it's like i mean i don't know if this is like crude it's like equipment it's like a technical thing that'll sort itself out just like pedals and switching your gear yeah. around right it's like a, something that kind of smooths out over time yeah you'll find whatever like- no, ahead, he'll Jonathan. find whatever makes him comfortable in what he's trying to do, whatever feels comfortable, and whatever seems to work best. And uh, you know, if you know when that'll happen, I don't know, and I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a trained singer before, right? So, yeah. like, yeah. I've studied voice, and there's a lot of technicality to it. And if you don't know how to do it, and you've been doing it kind of like self taught for thirty years, it thirty five years, whatever, it takes a long time to kind of rework it. So he's learning a lot and probably, you know, he's practicing and trying stuff out and some of it's going to work, some of it's not, but I agree with Jonathan. Yeah. He'll all sort itself out. Um, and Cam, I want to ask you about that just in person as we get to the Greek shows, but let's talk about Seattle night two. I, I think the, the night one was a really good, really good start of a tour and didn't seem like a lot of rust or, you know, like there was, I don't know. I feel like the, even the composed parts of these songs are, are, it just feels like they're like practicing more. Um, yeah. And I guess the the stuff that we talked about last week that Ari did with with Mike and Paige and Trey, they talked about kind of Mike talked about practicing specific songs before the set. And I don't know, it just feels like they're focusing on, you know, executing the songs, which is interesting. And night two, I don't know, it felt felt even more like they were in a zone, especially the Wolfman's in the first set that just was oh, man. Man, Paige and Trey on that Wolfman's to me was like, you know, maybe I'm biased given like December and then January of the albums, but it just feels like they're like more locked in than usual. And like Wolfman's, that was just a great vehicle for that. But that was my kind of highlight of of the first set. What what do you what do you got, Cam? For the first set, I mean, I was uh, 
pulling my hair out over the Isabella. I, you know, <laughs> it was, I am a chomper. I'm going to chomp. I don't care. I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and then for him to even just be like, I played that because Jimi Hendrix is from here. It's like, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you heard of him. Definitely. Yeah, your, your video during that you were put out during this set was hilarious because you were like reacting to like how you would, you were feeling about missing these songs. It was totally how I was feeling. This is a fucking perfect first set. Like it's so well-crafted. It's so great. Sorry, so go much back fun. to you. It's, it's, it's so much fun. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, that night I was uh, watching a, a friend or a dog for a friend at their place. And so I got the place to myself. I got a, you know, he left me a couple beers for the show. And so, um, you know, I'm just hanging out with the dog, put the stream on. I'm about to go see him. And I'm like, why did I do this? Why would I put it on yeah. <laughs> Torture. tomorrow and be like, oh, that's a lot of fun. I'll go see him. And I'm just like, you know, sweating, you know, uh, thinking about all the stuff that I'm missing. And, you know, I'm not a billion shows in. And so there's still songs that I'm chasing or, you know, that are, mm -hmm. they get played all the time. And I always miss them by a show or something like that. And so, but Isabella is not one of those. I was just like, wow, that's, that's a lot of fun. And I'm sure the, you know, the crowd reaction sounded great on the audio. I'm sure in the, in the place, it was um, a lot of excitement, a lot of arms in the air. Oh, and the jam into Isabella, just the coming out of that oh. hot wolf man's into Isabella. That was, that was great. Yeah. Uh, good Reba, great chalk dust. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second set, can we, can we just talk about the second set? Cause it, he, somebody mentioned flow at the top of this thing. I'm going to have to check the by bylaws of the podcast to see if we're allowed, but I'll, okay. I'll do that quickly. We're allowed. And then I'll go back and do first set. If we're not, we'll just retcon this whole thing. We'll re-record <laughs> it. Just cut it out. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think that's really good. They're, they're doing a little water theme at first and you know, the Piper, it gets kind of deep and, uh nice hood and hell i even like this encore rare fairly rare train song oh love that song uh, so much brian and robert in the encore you know some somebody's groaning somewhere but they also groaned when they played leaves and they're wrong and they uh, are and then santos they're you know so to rock stupid. out and wrap it up what a good just so good that they, they were i felt pretty good about this show after the fact and uh i think i think the band should have yeah, I, this first set is absolutely perfectly setless construct. I mean, I was talking on I was on Book Plus last week or something, and we I was saying that I wish like Trey would start writing setless again. And I'm not claiming that Trey watches Book Plus, but like I am saying that like I think maybe he's thinking about setless construction and like a little bit of a more like less than just going out and being like just deciding in the moment because. This is just absolutely perfectly crafted, this whole show. And especially the first set, it's so strong and everything just kind of like perfectly works together. And yeah, that Wolfman's into Isabella, like when I remember when we heard Isabella at Baker's Dozen, it was just like the way the crowd reacts to that song is like nothing else. Like it just, people go crazy. It's so fun. And then leaves to land in after that is so perfect. It's just like the perfect landing spot. I thought this whole set was awesome. And yeah, I think the Wolfman's through Reba is just like perfect little just set of music but yeah the second set was great yep. too i thought the piper and the, i thought the tube was really awesome really mm -hmm. fun like just had some really really nice like extra little mustard to it mike sounded incredible little jam on it they just sound it just sounds kind of effortless this whole show to me and then i think yeah like an encore like this this is like can make jonathan believe in encores again like 
Train Song is is really, really special. They wrote that in 1996 when I was on tour with them on the tr- and we were like, they dedicated to us that we're like falling around the trains. And so I always want to hear mm. the song. I've heard it a few times, but it's so special. And it's just one of those like really great songs. And they've played this song and fucked it up before because it's they don't play it that often. And so when they play it perfect, you know they're rehearsing because they played it perfectly. So I agree. Like it just proves that. Yeah. Great show. Someone made a comment on Twitter about, uh, you know, that uh, all, all you need to do to get trade to practice is to have pavement show up at the show. And I, exactly. and I was like, wow, that's astute. I'm like, they really did practice tonight. I mean, and I'll get into it when we talk about the Greek, but yeah, they're just nailing things right now. And you can tell that there's a couple of things that are like, we are going to get this absolutely right tonight. It's not just, we're not playing this out of nowhere. We thought about this one. So yeah, agreed. exactly. I would just say that the eight eight of the fifteen times Isabella has been played were eight of those times were in 1997, and I think that's part of the nostalgia for a lot yes. of us because so many just amazing shows that happened in that. You know, I, I just like that they brought it back, and you know, but but not too much. You know, it's just like a, <laughs> it's it's sprinkled in every now and then, and it's a man. What a what a great great tribute to a local musician. I haven't heard of him until <laughs> I heard this. You know cover but uh he seems like a good guy yeah uh, yeah he was uh he played with little richard or something you know years ago <laughs> so. i'm gonna give him a shot the yeah so out of these two shows is there uh is there a, a one one jam that we would that each of you would take to the Ooh, just one take to the yeah okay yeah I would take the second show because it, it is very complete all the way through, but I would take that golden age jam. I really would. Um, of those two shows. I might go wave of hope, mm. but I might go Wolfman's Isabella. I don't know. I don't know. Good stuff. It's yeah. good. It's a good problem to have here. Yeah. I, mm, this hard. I don't know. I'd probably go Wolfman's because I get to, do I get to include the Isabella? Is that part of it? If you want to, oh, oh, okay. as a right kind of, of the arrow, yeah, as part oh, of the jam, no like, okay, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I okay, I'm I don't think that's that. really how it works, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> that is, I think that it's an interesting the the reba into chalk dust, the chalk dust being you know 14 minutes of you know gets out there. there yeah, it's interesting. There, there's a really nice, nice kind of continuation there that I think is is really fun, but. Uh, good couple shows, and then I guess so. The next night they Wait, played. Wait, what f- are you picking, RJ? You um, say I, your jam. No, I think. Well, I think I would go with the the Wolfman's from from the f- second night, but the Wave of Hope also is great. I mean, I'm just yeah. like I, I want. I'm all for like Wave of Hope becoming the most reliable jam vehicle. You know, I'm like rooting for yeah. that song to be because <laughs> then we can like have a new. I like when new songs, especially songs that are, you know. Like I like when Soul Planet jams because like then all the people who don't like that song it's like all right well I guess you don't like forty minute jams that's fine but you, <laughs> you know. like to stick it to the people I like it yeah I like and These I'm yeah. favorite moments too these are yeah. my favorite moments too ever since that we got that Ruby waves and half of the crowd behind me in Alpine went to the bathroom and then they came back <laughs> and they're like what's going on I'm like like I don't like know. This. Trey will make you like this song. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm a defender. I'm a defender it. of Trey. It's it goes it's yeah. the same thing as the number line defense. But um 
So the seventeenth, the first night of Berkeley, we can skip over that one and go straight yeah. to the night two. I mean, they Nothing. barely even played. There's like hardly any songs. No, there's song. hardly any songs. There's barely any songs. There's no barely songs. any songs. Cam, take us through the the. <laughs> I've been to the Greek. I haven't been to the Greek in maybe like fifteen years, but it's amazing. What an amazing oh. venue. What was it like for you getting up there and and getting in and you know what was that experience like before we start talking about the uh, the first night. Yeah, well, my uh, my brother, uh, my little brother Kyle, was able to score two three day passes uh, through the lottery, and we were just like, you know, ecstatic. We, had, I mean, we're from Wisconsin. We never thought we were going to go see a bunch of West Coast shows, and then you know, I, I moved out here a, a year ago to LA, and Kyle moved to Scottsdale a little while ago, and so started to hit some West Coast stuff. But the Greek is just such a, um, you know, to us like a monumental. Uh, threshold across and you know you're uh the experience of getting there you know it's five and a half hour drive from la we were just you know playing different songs trying to make each other laugh the whole way playing uh you know weird tunes and taking turns djing and stuff and then um we stayed at a, a real crappy little hotel that was in richmond uh that i that i got for us and stuff and um it just really felt like uh we we haven't had to tour too much in our family. You know, we Alpine was about a half hour from our house. And, you know, when I went to Deer Creek in 2021, that was like, you know, an hour from my place in Chicago. So it felt like we were, you know, out on the road and, and seeing some shows that were far away from home. And, um, and so that was really exciting just in itself. Um, and then the experience getting in. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, it's all GA as people have been talking about online. And so you, you kind of just lined up every day. You got you found a spot on the sidewalk and you hung out from around two to four thirty. And we we lucked out, you know, just the, being the two of us. It was easy for us to get in and you know find some spots and you know share them for each other. And um, you know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about the tarping that's going on on the floor and kind of the whole bowl. And yeah, I mean that was that was the big. Uh, a bear to wrestle every single day is like, all right, let's go find a two foot by two foot square. I'll sit down and you go to the bathroom and, uh, you know, hold down the spot. And I think if, if we would have had literally even one more person with us, um, it would have been really, really difficult to kind of navigate, uh, seating or let alone two or three more people. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Everyone's saving spots for their buddy. That's still at work. Um, but we weren't at work. We got off work and <laughs> we were there early and, <laughs> and all that stuff. And so, um, but we, we lucked out with, with really great seats the, uh, the first night and then the second night or in the third night, I should say, uh, the second night we were a little lost in there, uh, <laughs> um, ended up having to, like, in the aisle and we were getting squished and it was a whole thing. And other people were commenting on that too, but we, we lucked out night one and night three with really, really great spots. Um, and so night one, we are like, 10 people back of page right on the floor. Um, awesome. And that's the closest I've ever seen the band. And it was just an incredible vantage point. We were kind of like on that first step as it starts to go up. And I, yeah, it was just like surreal the, to be, you know, I've, I've watched that cities video that that guy posted in 2010. <laughs> if that's, if that's got a hundred thousand views on it, I'm probably 20,000 of them. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to sit there and look around and, and have that vantage point of the band was just, um, we were, we were loving it. We were really excited. There's something about like being from the Midwest and being in California at the Greek and seeing a fish show that you're like, wow, I never thought 
I'd be this cool. I don't know. I just felt like I was like, I never exactly. thought I'd actually be like, oh, at the and Greek I'm not, theater. like, <laughs> I'm not cool enough to have done that. Just so you know, we got really <laughs> you lucky. You did it. You did it. It. Had, it really had nothing to do with coolness. Uh, we got very lucky. <laughs> we were very fortunate. Um, and so it had nothing to do with our cool level. If anything, we didn't <laughs> I don't know, Cam. I feel like you're cool. Come on. All right. I think you're cool, it. Cam. You're cool. I think you're cool. You're right. You're right. So- <laughs> <laughs> so, so they open up the first night curtain with first first performance since 2019. So, yeah, like anytime they play the curtain, you're just you're just hoping for that. And how how was the crowd reaction to, you know, curtain with Karini like that as that set was settling in? Well, my my brother uh, wouldn't let me come on here without saying that I did cheer early uh, about the width. Uh, he's like, it's not the width yet, and I was like, okay. And then he's like, if you're going to be going on the podcast, you got to out yourself immediately when you get on there. And so I did cheer early, uh, but, you know, we, we got a curtain in uh, Deer Creek in 21 and they uh, they followed it up with My Soul, which is my little brother's least favorite song. I think it's hilarious. Um, I thought it was hilarious in the moment that we didn't get the whiff and that he got My Soul and was just so, <laughs> so hated <laughs> himself. Um, and so I was kind of hoping for it again, to be honest. I was like, I want that curtain, My Soul. Um, but <laughs> oh my god you're the only one hoping for my soul only fucking one but we know we, we got the width and we were very very excited um and and the crowd reaction i i think was um y- you know uh, it, of the weekend it, it doesn't seem like a memorable reaction because there's so many huge reactions but people were really um you know uh be, being pretty cool about it i would say around us that's california man everybody's too cool like they don't want to they don't want to overplay their hand man by the end of the night no one was cool west coast bro yeah Yeah. bro (laughs) (laughs) the the karini um with a mention of of frenchie the naked dude of course who who passed away the day before um it's nice of trey to to mention that and into all these dreams which i thought was a great combo um it's a beautiful karini yeah um, mm-hmm. I thought I mean, the jams jam was nice, but uh, not just nice, not just a good jam, but it was like, it was beautiful. And, uh, I thought yeah. a, a pretty, pretty nice, you could hear them moving towards all of these dreams. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was a sweet tribute. And arguably, I think that, you know, maybe more of the show was really with that in mind. Um, can I, t- can I talk about the stash? Yeah. Yes. I didn't think you would, but but now that you're going <laughs> to, I'd just like to bring it up yeah. because everybody's going to yeah. talk about something else that maybe happened in this show. I don't know what, but I've only listened to the stash six times. No, I'm kidding. I have listened to it three times, and um, it's pretty good. Uh, it kind of goes. Uh, it doesn't completely, uh, you know, melt my brain or anything. It's only about twelve minutes long. Uh, but it kind of goes, and it's pretty good, and I enjoyed it, and I'm really glad for it. And I will also be the guy who says Halfway to the Moon after that is awesome. What a great call. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this first set. There are a lot of songs that I would prefer not to hear, but Halfway to the Moon is not one of them. <laughs> I think Halfway yeah, to the Moon like is Halfway awesome. The moon. But you can hear, the, the obviously there was a problem with the the mix and the the live fish version got released after so 
maybe to our own detriment, I think a lot of us listen to the the audience version first. And by, mm-hmm. by to our own detriment, I mean just that we don't listen to audience ver- versions that much, or at least I don't, um, even though the tapers are always out there delivering the goods to us. Thank you, um, tapers. Thank you. But you can hear during Halfway to the Moon and during Mall, like people are just like, yeah, let's just like time to chat. It's like catch up. What's been going on? You know, <laughs> which is just pretty fucked, you know, like in general. But um, I, I wonder in his new hit single. Yeah, so. Come on, everybody. Let's yeah. Get down. <laughs> it, were people were people like taking breaks at that point during Halfway to the Moon and Mall, Cam? Uh, yes, there was a, there was a guy that we were standing next to in the line who he's from New York. He's a really nice guy. He's like, I, I just want to see mall really bad. Um, and we were like, yeah, man, hell hell yeah. You want to see a mall? We would love that for you. And we, we spotted him right when we walked in, he was, you know, maybe 10 people down from us. And I had to fight through folks going to the bathroom to wiggle over to him to be like, Hey, mall, you know, (laughs) um, (laughs) mall has jammed. So uh, I think that there sometimes. Keep it in the keep it in the rotation, and it will jam again. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, you know, it also was. Um, I don't know how on the nose this is. It feels super on the nose, but we were pretty chilly every single night. Um, and so, you know, the lyric with the you know it might be chilly for a Moscow Mule. It felt like there were little uh, nods to it being cold all weekend. We obviously stepped into the freezer later, but um, it. It was around 45 degrees every single night. People were bundled up. And That's so. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little Mo? more. Maybe a little bit. Mo is like actually a good Mike song, like one of Mike's songs. Like it's good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. actually a good Mike song. And it's good. that there are actually not good Mike songs, Megan. What have you done? I don't know. I, I, I must have made a mistake. <laughs> it's the situation that like, you know, the rest of the band is in that these are like, you know, when they play a song by Page or they play a song that Mike wrote, like it's like it's a break. You know, it's where's my Fishman slot? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, but it just it, it's not really fair, obviously. But you know, it happens. People are like, "Oh, cool, the Page song. I'm gonna go to the bathroom." But Half of the Moon's fucking awesome, um, and yeah. so is Small. Um, all right, so My Soul opens the second set. My definitely top five least favorite songs of mine. Um, maybe is number it, one. Is it Brian Brinkman's number one? I think it is. I think it it's is. Brian's number this one. Probably, yeah. is, it's probably, probably two for me. Perfectly executed to give me. everybody else plenty of room to dance when they kick into the Tweezer. Yes. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Because there, some, there are people not back from the bathroom. Do they still um, do the free stream for like the first song, yeah. the second set? That's so fucked up, right? <laughs> like so a my soul. <laughs> it's I, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. It's just right. like here you go, guys. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna say good night for the night, and uh, you'll miss out on <laughs> as it fades <laughs> out. You hear do You're like yeah. no. <laughs> and maybe you know those, but the cynical either. view. <laughs> the cynical view is that they do that for that reason. I don't think I don't yeah. think that that is right. real, but. I do like. I do like. I like the little short, you know, short song before the jam. We talked about this on our text. Yeah. But like, you know, evening song. That's more, a perfect one. More before Tweezer oh, at, to start to open yes, a second set. That's so great. Um, that's not even soul, like a little one. That's like really good. More. I mean, according to you and song. me, you know, me, I think yeah, you, you and me are, are we the only ones. I think we're kind Cam, of what do you think ones. about more? 
Hey, you know, wait, they didn't play more. We've got a oh, lot no, of ground to cover. Okay, Don't okay, put okay. this guy on the spot. Fine. He's the guest. Yeah. Oh, he's over here. Right. Okay. Uh, but what if know? he has a what if he has a strong feeling? Yeah. What are you as lawyer? About 20 minutes of thoughts on more if you guys want. Or we could <laughs> or we could do the second set of first night. It's either it's Yeah, whatever. one of those two. More. Let's go with more. All right. I guess so we should with, maybe yeah, just talk fine, about tweezer. Fine, we'll move on. Fine. So they drop in a tweezer. I'm and so happy to talk about this tweezer. You called an Uber, right? Yeah, we were like, what do you think about getting out of here? Because I'm too good for tweezer. Uh, that's that's <laughs> the, the thing rush. that happened at my first show with my buddy Andy, who I'm going to see tonight. He flew out for these shows. They they opened the second set with a tweezer when I saw it with him, and he went, wow. And I hadn't seen fish before, and I obviously know tweezer. I was like, "What's? why is that on? He's like, eh, I've seen about 100,000 of them, and I'm like... So you haven't seen this one. I mean, like they're just they're gonna they're about to play it different right now. You're gonna see a new one. I don't think that guy should be allowed to go to fish shows anymore. No, I think it's funny that I didn't realize that all the like jaded vets are actually your friends. Like this is amazing. Like all all your characters that you're playing are all your buddies. This is so good. It's I mean that's why the fandom's so great is because we can be as critical as we can be, and it's we take it so seriously, but it's also hilarious. I mean, it's yes. endlessly hilarious to me. Yeah, it's totally. all—it's such ridiculous nonsense, which is why your videos are such great satire of like this thing that we all. I mean, we have a podcast, you know. We're doing this right now. <laughs> yeah, <ridiculous>. So <laughs> I, I've said I've probably given you. We probably given you a lot of material. So thank you. I hope so. <laughs> I've done these things. I've had you know. Um, of a friend who had to go to the, you know, ended up leaving the show because they weren't feeling great. And then, you know, they ended up staying in the car and, you know, we were worried about them. And there was a little bit, you know, uh, we were worried about their health. And then when they finally are like, okay, they're like, man, that undermine sucked. I'm like, that's what you want to talk about. Yeah. Least important, but also it is important. You know, it was a bad undermine at the time. So whatever. Um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's a good <laughs> Yeah, he take um, us into the tweezer cam. Take us there. Gladly, I. Um, you know, everyone's very excited. We haven't seen the tweezer yet this year, and so people are excited to be getting the tweezer. Um, and then this jam is just—I mean—they have jammed this song, like I said before, a hundred thousand which ways. And you know that the first once you once you get into the jam of the song, that first like eight minutes of the song. Um, Kyle actually leaned over to me, my brother, and said this. He said, you know, Paige is just setting up something really, really great right now. Um, he's turned around. He's not facing the band. He's not facing the audience. And he is just in his own world building a groove for these guys that was just uh, slow and patient and confident. Um, and when they finally hit that that 22-minute mark and it starts getting really dark, you know, and Trey kind of lets out sort of like a monster scream uh, from his guitar. It's like, you know, that we're about to, we're about to be in this for a, a while. Um, and as, as we get to that, that 29 minute mark, I've listened to the, I've listened to it a couple of times now. <laughs> um, this is not often. Just <laughs> seeing you. <laughs> um, yes. The, the reaction from the crowd. I mean, like, yeah, we all, we would love a big white lights peak all the time where everyone's going insane and, you know, the lights are spinning and that's, that's so much fun. But this was one of my favorite builds I've ever seen fish do live. Truly. I mean, there's uh, probably somewhere in that 24 minute mark when they're, they're really driving that dark, um, sort of like a pink Floydish. you know, uh, Trey gets into that, like David Gilmore, sort of a, a feel. And it's just like, 
I mean, there was some guy behind me. Everyone was, I, I didn't realize how silent we all were. I mean, this guy behind me just yelled out, fuck yeah, like that. And everyone, I mean, I just, I didn't realize yes. we were all just yes. silently just rocking back and forth, nodding and letting this thing wash over us. So by the time we get to that 27 minute mark, people are just screaming through the whole thing, cheering through the whole thing. Oh, I'm like getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. It was, it was such a cool, cool moment. Um, yeah, that the Gilmore bit. I, I just want to bring you back to that for a second because I was thinking. I think I may have texted you guys about this. It's. It sounds like. I mean, they're not playing Pink Floyd, but Trey sounds like he's got that tone of Gilmore on "Shine on You, Crazy Diamond." Yeah, is that the bit mm. you're talking about? Yeah, that part is that's pretty rad. But then, the, yeah, oh my god, just brooding. Sorry, and please, please go on. Evil, yeah, and people are just. <laughs> I mean, for anyone who wants evil fish, like that's, that's it right there. That was, that was awesome. Yeah. It was really great. Um, and then they weren't done with it. Came back into the tweezer and you know, everyone's really excited cheering it on. And then we're going to give you another 15 minutes of Trey and Paige just spinning around each other. Um, it was just such a great trade off. Like you were saying earlier, RJ, I think, you know, them making that album together, clearly they're really synced up right now. And that was the first the first time in the weekend or one of the first times in the weekend where I'm like, these guys are really just clicking together. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Complain. I, I just, the only thing I want to complain about is that they played <laughs> tweezer. <laughs> I was looking earlier today. I saw between fall 2021 and summer 2022, I saw five out of the six tweezers between, and it's not like I went, like to every that's, show that's on you that's just i know your i caught show. a lot of tweezers and now i haven't seen one since atlantic city last year so the fact they didn't play it in mexico is it, it like i kind of forgot and it's amazing that they had that they held out for this long you know until until this version but there there's so much this is just i feel like this whole tour so far is really like them experimenting and like new sounds new gear there's just there's there's like a there's a point, I think we were talking about this, Megan, like 22 minutes in right before the stuff you guys were talking about where it like, typically it would like dissolve into, you know, it almost sounded like they were going to go into Down With Disease or it was going to go into like some kind of ballad or something. And then they just picked it back up and and that like Pink Floyd-ish stuff that goes into like the Tweezer reprise sort of-ish oh jam. I mean, it's just a, it's just... Like the Tahoe tweezer, which I think is is slightly overrated in that it, it feels very like composed almost. Like they're like like you can feel Trey like moving from section mm -hmm. to section of that jam in a way that this it just feels like they're not really going anywhere in particular in a in a good way. And they don't have a lot of there's like no rush to get anywhere. And it's just a it's just a fucking classic already. Well, it's, it's incredible. Tahoe tweezer feels like Trey's leading this feels way more like collective effortless yeah. effort. They're all listening to each other. They're reacting and moving together and taking their time to mm. shift new ideas. Uh, that bit that becomes the slow motion tweezer reprise is just so heavy. Yeah. It's so heavy. <laughs> I was, I listened to it like twice yesterday in my car and the second time was when I was coming home from a show last night. So I had the, you know, like the highway to myself and I'm doing like 80 miles an hour straight through the dark. And I'm just like pounding on the ceiling of my car, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause it's just yes. so great. Um, that it's, uh, I mean, I, 
I, I, I would never ask for them to do the same thing over and over again, but this is the kind of thing I'm always asking yeah. for, if that makes yeah. sense. It's like, it's both. Totally. Yeah. So it's, Cause it's just, like a it perfect so journey, you know, I think like, and my favorite tweezers, the song part are, is always really good too. And this song part is really good. Like Fisherman's dropping the samples. It's just like heavy. And then five minutes in, it's like sultry and fish and tray sound like they're talking to each other. And then just like, yeah, I think when Paige comes in on the piano, like you were talking about Cam at like nine minutes in, you just hear the piano for like a minute and it just sounds so cool. And then Trey's all growly and comes in. And then that whole middle section is like, it's so beautiful. It's like bubbly and gorgeous. It's it's kind of like, it reminded me of like when I was like 14 or 15, I went to Tennessee on like a mission trip, which was really just about like me, like being naughty on a church trip. It wasn't like as like pure as it sounds, but it was really fun. And I remember wow. we went like, yeah, we went like tubing um, down a river in the Appalachian mountains. And it was just like so beautiful. And I remember just like floating in this tube and like the sun was like filtering through the trees and there's like mossy banks. And like, it was just like, that's what this section like reminded me of. It's just this really effortless, like beautiful, just like floatingness. And then to have like, when we were texting about that section, RJ with like, about 22 minutes in, it sounds like all the water is just getting like sucked out of the river. Like it's all going down the drain and they're just like pulling you down to like the underbelly with them. And it's so good. And after that reprise section, there's like that part that sounds like a really funky dance party for like a hot minute. It's just like really like you want to just like dance really hard. And then it just starts to like tremble and get really dissonant. And this is exactly like what all the best tweezers do. They're just, it's a journey. It's an epic journey. So good. And then they land in simple. And this like really made me think, Jonathan, about how we were talking about how you don't like simple. <laughs> and I feel like this is exactly why you like simple because you come out of that insane journey and you look around your friends and you like hug them and you're like, we've got a band, you know, and you're like singing <laughs> this like stupid shit, but it's like so meaningful. And then they're like, and also here's a fucking nasty 20 minute jam on the back of it. So can can I reply to that? Is I feel like I've been no. attacked. Um, I'm sorry. The no. they they come out of that tweezer and they land in simple. Okay, but then they jam the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's so great. Good. I'll take that. I will. I will sit through time. simple if they're going to do what they did here because this is so good. This is great, and 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 it takes this 44 minutes of tweezer it throws 19 minutes okay well we'll take about the song so 17 minutes of badass more jamming on top of that fuck yes and a great transition into uh rock and roll oh, oh god Come on. what which is just what a smoking closer what that's this the set, best one the best in spite of the opener is a great set i agree yeah, yeah. i want to say i'm going to get in trouble for this but I think rock and roll is largely like a throwaway song when Fish plays it because because I think it's mostly like eight minutes. It's like it's very predictable at this point. There have been amazing 99, 2000. Like that's, you sound like you you're know. in a cam video right now, RJ. Yeah, you're writing the next one for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, early 3.0 rock and rolls were like that, too. It was like, yeah. you know, every now and then it would sneak into the drowned section. It would be nice, big jam to open the set. Yeah. Um, but uh, the drowned slashed down with disease you know, big set opener, depending if it's raining. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm just saying it's usually a nine, it's usually an eight minute thing. Yeah, and it's, it's like, you're right. But, yeah, but in yeah. this, in this 
context. But it's, a, it's a perfect closer. It's like it an emotional. It's an it emotional is. closer after it's this. Perfect, it's like it's, you want to scream that your life was saved by rock and roll after a 44-minute oh. tweezer. You just do. And Cam yeah. and I were talking about this too. Like this, this is that was had to be the best moment in the venue after the, all of that kind of a set. Megan Actually, said, I got it. I, I got to ask you this, Cam, and yeah. she set you up there. So you answer her, but also, you know, yeah. the best moment in the venue after that set, was it all, not realizing that you got to come back for two more nights? I know. It's, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, it was really, really reminiscent of, well, first of all, I, uh, Megan said that she would have cried if she would have gotten a rock and roll after those two jams. And I was, I was very close. I was very close to crying. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the crowd reaction on both the simple and the rock and roll were just like, you know, it was like, we are getting a huge night right now. It's more like, thank you. You know, if, even if you yeah. don't like simple, it's like, Oh my God, you know, or instant if you don't like classic, instant yeah. classic. Yeah. I mean, instant no doubt, classic. but I just in defense of my own point, which I was hoping one of you guys would do, but you know, 10, 10, <laughs> out, of, 10 out of the last 20 versions of rock and roll that have been played have been encores. And you know how I feel about encores. It's like know, a, also, wait, I'm the one who like, doesn't like encores. I mean, well, we can seat. both. Well, we can both not like them. We but, can but form a coalition. Thing, just That's because the it's way an encore song, it because it's it closes something out. It puts like an exclamation point on it. It's it's getting something across, and they want you to take away that feeling. And just because something hasn't been jammed out doesn't mean it's a throwaway. Not every song. Well, it can depends. Be jammed. How you look at it. Tell them, Megan. Tell them. Let them know. I'm just saying this one. <laughs> the whole reason I'm straight ahead rockers too is the is whole yes. reason I brought that up. You, never, though, is you don't to know say what's going to happen. This one hit differently though, and this one was the perfect closer for yes. this particular situation, and it was great. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. I don't need to hear like a seven minute rock and roll encore. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> well, you didn't <laughs> because they played yeah. it in the set closer. Yeah, spot. and I wasn't there anyway. So who gives? And a then <laughs> and then they played Miss You, which I think kind of punctuated my earlier point as yeah. to yeah. this whole show great being song a little bit of a trip i'd rather hear a miss you song. encore than rock and roll yeah and uh especially you know they're probably you. gonna play sand or something like that after exactly so that's encore. true and then, then you know you're know, getting too cam in one of your videos you said like i don't really like i don't really do sand <laughs> yeah. you know i'm not like a really that's, a sand and that is my it gets everywhere uh, my older brother, Kellen, is the guy who got me into it uh, with his uh, LimeWire account on our home computer back in the day. He nice. you know, used to have all the 97 on there, and you could just rip through. And he is uh, he's not a sand so guy. gin and juice? And like yeah. sand. <laughs> gin and juice. Well, we have two... We do have two more shows to, to recap. And um, for those listening on audio, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in one second. All right, Cam. Apparently, there were two more nights after this. I guess there were. How do you recover and get to another show after? I mean, would it have been better Wait. for your overall health if <laughs> they just played one show and then they like went to the next town? I mean, because you got you got like an instant classic show there the first night. But what were you? How were you feeling? You know, the next morning when you're getting mentally prepared for for night two. I am so tired coming out of that show um, and my voice is hoarse and just a lot of screaming going on and enjoying myself. And, uh, you know, Kyle and I were just so excited. Uh, it was really even, uh, it was bigger than this, but it was reminiscent of the three night run we got in 2021 at Deer Creek. That first night at Deer Creek is just incredible. Yes. With, you know, a massive simple um, and, you know, other, 
There it is again. I liked it. Um, <laughs> uh, and that night was like, how, what are they going to do tomorrow? Um, and then it was the same feeling. Uh, and even more so coming out of Berkeley, it was just, we, we knew immediately that was a classic. Um, there's a lot of smiles on everyone's faces coming out of the show. And we were just like, this is going to be a, a really big, at this point, you know, we have five shows left me and Kyle, cause we're going to go to Hollywood and we're like, what? I mean, if that, if we would have just gotten that night, I would have been happy, but we get five more nights of fish. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, we were feeling really lucky and we were feeling really blessed and uh, we were also feeling really tired the next day um, and super tired today. <laughs> but that, but that's like the best feeling when, when fish has already won. Like then you yeah. don't have to worry like, oh, is every show going to be like just blank, you know, whatever. You're yeah. like, that's how Playing I felt like the New Year's Eve run. Yeah, like 1229 just was so great that like I was like, well, now 1230, like I don't have to stress that it's going to live up to my expectations because they're it's really like high. the last Halloween run. We yes, were, exactly, we were exactly getting like on that. the elevator after the first night and we're like, I'm okay. good. They got, they, they got nothing, nothing to show me. It's going to all going to yeah. be fine. Exactly. Right. They've already won. It's a good feeling. But then they did but. play a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> this, <laughs> the bathtub gin. Well, actually, sorry. There's a seven below the maze. The mountains and, and the mist. Olivia's and the, pool opener. Yeah, that's a good. I yeah. mean, but that's you know, that, I mean, that's great because it's it's most apparently it's a throwaway if they don't jam it. So. No, I think it's just yeah. like a. Stat, I think exactly. it's a stats thing at this point, but it's also like. But it's not cool. played that often. I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. two out of the last three. You know, it's not big. I mean, he's only played nine times fancy. since 1997, RJ. Nine times since 97. That's not many. All right, just because you've played it all the time. And I wasn't that excited about the Olivia's pool. I got to be honest. I was like, I've kind of already gotten Olivia's pool. <laughs> and my brother went, oh, I've already gotten Olivia's pool. And I was exactly. You checked it off your stat sheet, your official sheet, right? And it's also my favorite lyric. I would just love it in the shafty if I could, if I may. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. it's fine. Better in a shafty. Yeah. Um, seven below maze, mountains in the mist, bathtub, gin. Wouldn't that to me is a just an incredible combination. I think that to me the thing about like thing about the previous night and this night is like the, you know, like there are certain tours or periods of fish where like something happens in the first set and you're like, wow, this is going to be, this is going to be an awesome show. And like I feel like now they're they're stretching they're like spreading out the awesomeness awesome. enough where like there mm. could be a twenty five minute jam in the first set and then like maybe the second set is not as good as you want it to be but it's not like that where like this is going to be a special night like there are like there are special moments in every night at this point and I think maybe that's I don't know I don't know what that is but I was kind of thinking about that I was I was listening to these shows because you get this like twenty three minute bathtub gin in the middle of the first set was just incredible Terrific. um really great jam and i don't i don't know where that leaves us at all but cam what, what was your take on this on the second night and the starting with the first set uh my especially on the first set it was what we were talking about earlier about them practicing i mean that seven below is really really great um they're hitting that exactly how they should and i i love that song and it's a really good 11 minute seven below if you're a, a seven below fan um and then the the bathtub gin, yeah, is, is exceptional. I mean, I feel like um, it felt like it should be in the middle of the night. It, sh it or felt like it should be at the end of the night, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, that bathtub gin. Um, and 
they were getting really experimental with the lights at some point. Um, I think my, my brother's making fun of me for this cause he doesn't think I, he saw this, but, uh, you know, they're making like <laughs> eyes with those lights. Um, uh, they're making like a full face behind the band and they do it again. Um, in that fuego of just like, we are, you know, we're imposing to, on this weekend. We are picking out some big jams. Uh, we're going to let out some monsters. Um, that's, that's how I felt during it. Um, and so, yeah, we, I mean, and I really didn't want it to end after that bathtub gin, uh, and it didn't. It was really nice. <laughs> that 555 is super funky um, and really great. That's not my favorite Mike song, but I, they're hitting all these songs really well. They're playing them really, really well. Um, and they do that into the second set, too. They, you know, if it's not your favorite set of the week, oh, well. Um, they're, they're playing all of these songs really, really well. And, so, and Mike's bass sounded incredible throughout, um, throughout the whole week, but just felt that felt that through the the second show here with that new bass. Yeah, he's um been working on tweaking up that new bass to kind of get where he wants. Um the I think it's this night that that we have a 26 minute sound check if you ha guys haven't heard it. Uh, it's on relisten and you know pretty cool jam and then Mike you can hear Mike at the end talking to the audio crew about some stuff they've been doing with this bass and he's posted a video on it too you know it's a i can't remember the maker right now but um you know it's a short scale bass which means the neck is not as long for anybody who doesn't know anything about these things um and mike has you know explained that he can't get some of the round kind of deep tonality when he's all the way up in the lowest uh area of the of the bass even though it is a uh, technically the right notes um it just it's not quite uh it doesn't sound the same um and so he's been working on trying to compensate on that and i think that's a kind of an ongoing work in process progress but it sounds good on the tapes um i i will note that we haven't seen it down with disease yet and i wonder if that's part of why um oh that's so interesting i hadn't thought about that yeah but uh what we did get is really good stuff again like this gin i really like this gin oh, i i I'm here for a 555. I think 555 is a good groove. And uh, I think they should, uh, I, I'm ready for a jam on that song. And uh, and I actually really like this uh, second set. I saw people who were panning it on the night on the internet. And um, I had no patience for that shit. Don't Doubt Me is a ridiculous song. No question. Yes, yes. But they get a little jam out of it. What a um, dumb, dumb song that, man, jams. I mean, really delivers in this case. Yeah, it's like simple, you know, terrible. like. Uh, it's but way the, worse uh, than simple. I it's way, like simple. way, <laughs> way worse. You guys settle down. Settle down. Can we just, everybody. can we just quickly say that Mountains in the Mist is amazing? And that. Oh my God. Maybe it Always. should just be appreciated as much or more as it already is so maybe you don't have to do anything there's no ag call to action but it's, a, it's <laughs> such a such a great song rj i will totally call to action if mountains in the mist so if you think of something we need to do to defend this song like i'm ready i was like about like if we need to go on a march or something yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to make the signs, like tattoo it on my body, whatever we need to do. The song hits, man. It really hits. It really does. It's so pretty. It's so beautiful. And it's incredible lyrics. I really loved this first set. I thought it was really good. Um, I think the seven below, like Trey's using those like creepy effects a lot. Like it almost sounds like 
carnivalish. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about guitars, but there's something he's doing that like makes it sound really eerie. And then when he goes back to his regular tone, it just makes it sound like so predestined and gorgeous. You're like, yes, like, I don't know. I just love it. And he was doing a lot of that in Seven Below and the gin. Did not yeah. play that song like, enough, by the way. You know, yeah, I know. You know, Megan, like on that point, gap. Mm-hmm. maybe the tension and release that we're, we've, we were used to in the nineties is really like done more through sounds than mm. playing. You know what I mean? Or like equally. Cause I know what you mean like they, he's creating these, like le- these layers, right. Of effects and then goes back to the kind of clean tone. And it feels like a release from the, from that. I don't know. They're, that's interesting. It, it reminds me of like the 90, kind of like the 99 sound that was like really heavily layered. And then, but like, I don't know, there, there's something going on where it, it feels like this whole tour is really just them like fucking around with their new gear, but in yeah. like the best way possible. Like it's just like the results are great already. Yeah. I was thinking about like what we were talking about in 40 for 40 about how Jonathan, you were saying like fish is really good at like knowing what substances their audience is on and like playing for it. And like, I feel like they know that everybody's on mom shrooms now. And so like every, they're playing like these like really like weird, creepy stuff, but that's always like brings you back to like joy and peace. I don't know. It's like, it's good stuff. I, I, I'm into it, but I thought the gin was amazing. Like there's just like washes of sound and it's like layered. And then the peak is just like really galloping and beautiful. I love this gin. I've gone back to this a few times. It's really, yep, really nice. Same. Yeah. And 555, Jonathan made me love the song because he told me it was like Fish's new Speedway Boogie. And I was like, oh West my LA. God. Oh, West LA Fadeaway. Yeah. And I was like, that is yeah. exactly what it is. And then I liked it ever since then. And they did kind of like micro jam it in AC this year. And I was... And I was so happy. I was like dancing. I was like, Jonathan is right. And then like, here it is again. Now I like it all the time. Get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, Jonathan is great. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like, don't, doubt, don't Doubt Me is so bad. Like the lyrics and like, where's Tom Marshall when you need him? Like it just, it's so ridiculously horrible. It's like so obviously them sitting around just like saying the most random shit. But they were having jam, a good fucking they time. They were clearly they song. Like, laughing their asses off at themselves. It's like inside jokes, right? It's like just like inside joke on inside joke. But yeah. the jam is super cool right off the bat. Like really interesting, super weird. And you can hear the lick for Kill Devil Falls like come in and then it just yeah, I thought it was cool. The um Fuego, Kill Devil Falls, it also has a good kind of short jam. Uh, a friend of mine who was at the show said that he thought that Trey kind of maybe was having a technical problem, it was disconnected, it just was not in that jam too much. I haven't gone back to listen to it since I read that from him. Cam, do you recall any of that? Anything going on there? People were talking about that even within the tweezer jam. There's a couple times Trey's looking off to the side and, you know, tapping his guitar and, um, and it, yeah, it felt that way during Fuego too. There, there's also, you know, we've been talking a lot about the, just the space that they're leaving and they're, you know, leaving themselves really open. And so it was, it was kind of hard to tell if it was one of, if it was either he's having issues or he's looking off to page or if he is just truly leaving some space um, for giving himself room to play more notes later. Um, um, the monitor mixer does sit beyond page from Trey's yeah. perspective. So if he's needs monitor adjustment, he's looking that way. So interesting. 
he's looking over there a lot. And like I said, during that tweezer jam, there was a little bit of, it was hard to tell whether he was looking at Paige, who was completely turned around from him, or if he's looking over to the monitor, uh, you know, for some assistance or looking for, you know, uh, <laughs> looking well, for he's also he's got the boomerang on the floor right there. So he's changed the layout and, and maybe he had it in Mexico, um, but I didn't watch any of the Mexico videos carefully mm. enough, I guess. Um, but he's he's got his uh, the amp, the train wreck amp is now actually to his side. If he's facing the audience, it's right there on his side instead of back behind his speaker. And uh, but right in front of it is the boomerang, which he you know uses for many delay effects and things. So if he's turned facing kind of facing page and doing stuff with his feet, that's what he's messing with. So right. there could be elements of that because sometimes it takes multiple taps to kind of get where he's going with that stuff or he's manipulating something he's already captured. So there's there's a good bit of that. Um, but from at home uh, listening. Sounds like they're getting it on. So yeah. uh, the Fuego was a clunky as usual, like on the composed bits that they do not nail that song, uh, but they jammed the shit out of it. It got yeah. so deep and psychedelic. Yeah, it did. I love that crazy. jam. It is. It is. If they hadn't played the tweezer, this might be my jam so far yeah. of the tour. It's really cool. Kill Devil Falls is the same thing, by the way, in terms of like just an awkward intro. It's like it's yeah. you can't really gracefully <laughs> I think go this is into the best one. Falls. Like the way they that because the, the intro came but out of the like jam. Jarring yeah. jarring little, you know, riff. You're like, oh God. Shit. All right. <laughs> We're back. Exactly. Cam, you haven't been able to talk about this very much. Uh, Tell us about sorry. the second set. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 how it goes. It's okay. And like I said, this night was the night that we were we were having some trouble moving around the venue. And so we were kind of in multiple spots. Um, we were a little focused on that. And so I feel like I wasn't nearly as locked in as I was night one or night three. Um, but yeah, it felt like, uh, you know, we went up to the <laughs> we went up to the top of the venue just to kind of see the view out into the bay because um, we had been down in the pit the night before. And, you know, they start that don't doubt me. And to be honest, me and Kyle are like, what? what? What's going? What is this? What's going on right who's, now? Uh, who's um, gonna clean that up? <laughs> yeah, what? Did I stands. What? The heck's going on? Um, and we were like, yeah, let's just <laughs> we can kind of hang up here. We'll hang up on the lawn and we can kind of just chill out. And this is a funny song, like you said. You know, they're you know talking about who's a genuine asshole, and we're laughing about that. And and then all of a sudden, when they play Kill Devil Falls, like you said, it can be a really clunky intro to that song, just like Fuego can be. And the Fuego yeah. was clunky. But when they start playing that riff, we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, I think I want to go back down and dance now. Uh, <laughs> I want to get yeah. back down to the venue. Um, and we were not able to get back to our spot at at all. Um, the the <laughs> aisle had filled up, the aisle for walking had filled up with people. It was um, quite honestly super claustrophobic for the entire second set. And so, um, you know, we, we loved the Fuego and we loved the way it was going and we both left the show being like, I, I can't wait to listen to this one because that was a lot to do. <laughs> that was a lot to yeah. deal with where we were at. Um, Isn't it interesting how much of the show is affected by like where you are? Totally. It is. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, uh, to be honest. It can change with, your whole perspective. Yeah. I, I hope uh, these folks are watching. In the first set, there was a group of about eight next to me that they just really, uh, they had a lot to say. They had a lot to talk about. It was a chatterbox. Um, a lot of life changes to cover. 
Yeah, they were really going mm. through it and checking in on how everyone's feeling. I'm feeling great. Hey, Kristen, how's your anxiety? Oh. I'm like, we can really talk about this later. Wow. Um, it yeah. was, yeah, it was a whole lot. And it was, you know, uh, I had, I, I'm able to kind of block that out to a degree. And then at some point I'm like, it, you know, these shows are ending at 10. We got all night to talk about them, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's actually only three hours. You, you're probably hanging out all day. You're probably hanging out later tonight. Like, let's just let's do yeah. that. You're not going to bed right after these shows. You've got all night to talk about them. We can talk about them then. Um, the acid won't wear off right away. So it's I cool. I promise. Especially with <laughs> the way you guys are uh, doing them right now. Uh, it was just, yeah. And so... <laughs> Yeah, I hope one of those guys are watching. Hey, next show, let's watch it. Let's watch the show. Um, yeah, it's a good idea. It's a really yeah, good advice. Good advice. Um, um, did, the second- did, did you hear the howling teases like early? Because I swear to God, they teased the howling uh, before going to light. But I could be wrong. But I really, I really didn't. Um, Fair enough. It felt like um, it through the second set. The folks around us that every single song that got played, there was a lot of scoffing. There was a lot of like, ugh, fuego, ugh, light. Ugh, lonely trip. Ugh, howling, and I'm like, oh, lonely oh. trip. That like, we might have to go to battle for that, RJ. Like, yeah, come on. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, on. My I hope all those record. people left during number line. They're like, you know what? This is too much. <laughs> too much bullshit for me. I, I was so proud of Trey for going farmhouse number line yeah. character zero. Yeah, I thought that's the funniest. That's the funniest possible <laughs> thing he can do. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of little jokes. Such a troll. The funniest thing he could ever do is play the ending of this show. Yeah, he and knows. I, I mean, he knows for sure. <laughs> yeah. And and what are you going to do? Not cheer Not and come? sing? No, you're going to. You're going <laughs> to. Yeah, everybody jumps around and cheers and sing. Yeah. It was too funny. So, so, good. so we're still, we still have one more show to cover. Is everyone yeah. still alive? Yes. I mean, I am. Yeah, I don't know if anybody listening yes, is, but we are. We're well, they, I, I, I assume everyone's psyched to get into this last show, which is not even the last show because you're going to the third to last show tonight soon. Mm, Maybe soon like that's in the next hour. Like if we ever wrap this up, he's gonna. Yeah, he's yeah, probably he's like, I'm trying to actually get to the show. <laughs> and thank so, God, like, thank God for the world map. All right, Cam, tell us about night three. Night three is one of my favorite straight through start to finish shows I've ever seen. It's just, it was so much fun. The vibes were so incredibly high. We were right on the floor, right in front of Mike. um, And people were dancing through the whole thing. It felt like through that first set, um, Trey was looking up at the, the audience the whole entire time. He just, he wanted to see everyone dance uh, in the daylight one more time uh, before they took off from that place. And it was just, um, so much fun through that first set and through the second set. Um, the jammed out bag was something I've never seen before. And I, yes. that was a massive highlight for me um, in, the, in the first set. Lucky, oh. lucky me. Um, yeah, this whole podcast <laughs> is about how I've been very lucky this week. And so. <laughs> yeah. So get as out. long as you know it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm fully, fully aware of uh, no, keep going. genuine asshole I am. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the runaway gym, I mean, rift into runaway gym. I love rift. Kyle and I always do a little hoedown during rift. And so we were, abs- we had enough room to do that. And, um, oh, the, that's awesome. Got the runaway gym going. Um, and that was a really great jam, a really great gym. I think there's a couple songs that if you ever have an issue with fish's pace, I please cite this week. I mean, like 
um, yes. earlier in the, you know, yesterday, the maze, um, and then the runaway gym today. I mean, they're just flying through these songs. Um, and I, it, it felt great in there. Um, and then what else? The timber, uh, the timber was fantastic. It, it really was. I think, um, Fishman throughout this whole show was my MVP of the night. He was just really thundering through that, that timber. And then he just put on a clinic in the second set. I mean, He's um he's like I'm the greatest rock drummer alive. Um, if you and if yes. you really listen through some of those, if you really listen through some of those jams, he is just um he's going to town. And so, um, it was really funny the day after the show. My our friend Willie, who is the guy who did the Trey knows better uh, and one of our best friends, he called and answered. We answered the phone and he was singing Winter Queen, and we're like, Yeah, man. I mean, the, yeah, the Winter Queen was great, but what? <laughs> after last night Winter queen is yeah. a beautiful song i put it right next to uh mountains in the mist honestly and roger and stuff like that it, and, it was uh, beautiful it was yeah. beautiful and it was a perfect setup for a uh rock rocket mount 46 days just a complete rock yes yeah. yes such a good way to end that set i i also love and i never needed you like this before opener like i just feel yeah. like it's just good vibes it just always reminds me when he played that you know, um, on the, the late night show or whatever he was on, like, just, I don't know, just like there's, that was so amazing and like beautiful. It was like rock and roll still alive through the pandemic. And I just love yeah. that. So I just love that as an opener. And obviously the bag was so fun to listen to. It was like, this is just, this is awesome. And yeah, I thought the 46 days was really, really awesome. Trey had that like really growly tone, which is like so perfect for this song. And it just built to like a really awesome layered peak really great, perfect, like powerful set closer. I think you mentioned something like this, Cam, but they're playing really like authoritative, like really strong. Like the whole time I just kept thinking about this, these, all these five shows, like they just sound really confident and powerful and strong. Yeah. And this first set. So after I never needed you like this before, which is rad, it's super old school bag, rift, runaway gym, lawn boy, Haley's timber, just that block of like classic, like literal old fish is so good. And, uh, but then the other songs around it are, are terrific. And, uh, and yeah, shout out to Trey's tone. The snarl he's getting from the tone these days is perfect for the opener. I never needed you and perfect for 46 days. And he's also able to dial it in for all these other places, like a great little jam on bag, little, jam and jam jam and timber and the just gorgeous bits in winter queen um great first set really great so okay we have one more set but what i don't really like 46 days i'm just gonna tell you guys what yeah i don't know Ah. know. i'm kind of like like, "Eh." Didn't you? You have one of those cameras. They're like, eh. that's it's just yeah. I don't I, I don't, don't get know. that. That song I know. rocks. I love to dance to that song. I was dancing in my kitchen listening to that today. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm Sometimes sort of RJ, you. you have to just hate things. It's fine. Just go ahead, hate yeah. it yeah. all you want. It's okay. I don't like timber. No so there you go. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> what? 
Oh <laughs> man, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to recast this podcast now. Yeah. Well, there's something. There's there. Okay, we'll let. We don't have time because we're already like no. we're we're, we're so yeah. we're we're so. I, I, told- I really got to talk about the second set, and then yes, sure go, go, go go go. Okay, Cam, tell us about set two. Um, to open up with Mike's was was awesome. We were we wanted that so bad. Uh, Kyle and I, we we really wanted uh, the hydrogen. We've never seen the full. You know, all three of the. <sighs> Guys, but sorry. we, but that beneath the sea of stars is truly one of my highlights of the weekend. I mean, incredible, yes. incredible jam. Um, just again, uh, just an exercise in patience. They just set up a super confident groove throughout that beneath, beneath yes. the sea of stars, and I loved it. And at some point, there was twice at, at during that set they completely turned the lights off. It was completely dark in there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was just. So patient. That's just so much more confident to me than to build to a big, crazy peak. Those are also fun. You're going to get them, though. So you got to cherish these moments where they're going to be that confident and leave that much space um, and then open it up for just a ripping week of Pog. I mean, there's during the during the week of Pog, I'm like, no one can touch this band. You can't tell me. (laughs) I mean, they're seeing that song that close live. They're just flying. And I. yeah, I was I was having a ball, and uh, someone was asking me before the show, "What do you really want to see tonight?" And I said, it, "You know, it's probably going to be some cover that I can't even think of right now that is going to make people really excited." And it was the cool it down. I, I, I mean, come on, twelfth time played. That's it. Yeah, they they played it in Mexico a couple years, and I was like, "Oh, how cool would it be to see this song?" And you know, just getting my Velvet Underground fill for the week was just—I mean—that was a really really cool cover to see. I want to just, can I just go back to the Sea of Stars quickly? And Jonathan, I'm sure you have thoughts on Megan. Um, this is like, this song has so much potential, you know? And yes. oftentimes it's like a, an ambient kind of like chill place, which is great. I like, I every time they play it, I'm totally in favor of it. They could play it every show. I, I'm I'm 100% behind this this song. But this like feels like it gets into you, Jonathan, like dark star territory like they're like they're pushing they're pushing this like spacey improv a little bit and it's it like it peaks in a way that sea of stars is is almost always it just kind of like you know it's just a it's a it's a it's a chill place to be for a little while and then they go into something else but i feel like they were cognizant of like really trying to get the most out of the song or out of this time in the song. And I thought it was really a pretty wonderful, I I agree with you, Cam. I think it was one of the highlights of the weekend, but I don't think people will like, you know, there's like a conspiracy against this song. And so, you know, we're going to have to (laughs) go march in the streets to keep, keep its memory alive. Cause I I think people are going to, So you know work. the work never stops that's the whole thing about being a fish fan you gotta go out and fight in the streets about it but jonathan how do, how do you, you feel about really all that? you actually you really don't but we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> right we act like you do but, but yeah. no you super don't have to uh but um, I, I do and i will <laughs> so uh in the comments we have an astute loyal listener asking um how i feel about the sea of stars uh, being in the middle of a mic's groove instead of a hydrogen. And I, if you're going to not play hydrogen, please don't play simple. Um, this is pretty acceptable. Um, 
This is great. So Sea of Stars, like I, I, I je- kind of I support a lot of what RJ says. I don't know about Dark Star, but or Perp says, you know, maybe one of those seventies freeform play and jams, which I think is maybe closer to me. Uh, basically, it's 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 akin to uh, this kind of space that single drummer Dead found in '72. And and the reason I say that is because and, and in that way is because this is a showcase for Jonathan Fishman. It's mm. Ghost of the Forest. A lot of people, you know, everybody is like, oh, it's Trey's album about, you know, his friend. And it absolutely is that. But Fishman's the drummer on that record. And in this song, Fishman is the freaking driver. And all he lays a bed that the band exists over. And so it, it sees sea stars doesn't peak unless Fishman takes it there. It mm-hmm. it's entirely him. And next time you listen to beneath sea of stars and here, I'm talking to the audience at large. Cause I trust you guys probably have focus on John <laughs> Fishman. He is a, a fucking magician. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is really nice. It's lovely space. And it is probably one of the, you know, aside from a few other things, they've done a few other things in Mike's groove that didn't have a hydrogen. Um, this is one of the better choices uh, to go to. Um, I absolutely ad- adored this performance and this placement. Um, and yeah, to come into cool it down after week pog. Perfect. Perf- perfect. Everybody probably <laughs> was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could just I could just feel it. I saw it on paper. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" That's yeah. that's what mm, that's a right call. And then set your soul free. Really? Oh wait, <laughs> big jam. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is exactly that, Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, oh, okay, nice. I'm I'm not yeah. gonna lie. In in playing back the show for the first time, I um I stopped set your soul free three or four different times to go and like hear something else or, you know, because other stuff was happening, uh, but all during the song part. But once I got to the jam, Oh, I didn't stop that. Mm-mm. Oh, this jam is so good. First of all, it's really, really funny. Cause in the beginning of the song, Trey keeps saying, turn it down instead of burn it down, which is just hilarious. But yeah. um, the groove is like, really good right at the start of the jam and like 10 minutes in Trey starts using that like echo sound and doing those like really monster low notes super dark and just yeah you can hear Trey just like constantly playing with all these new toys and then to land in what's the use which is one of my absolute favorite pieces of music Mm. which is this is a gorgeous version too if you think about like how much beautiful music they play during this set it's it's pretty tremendous I thought this was a really really great set from start to finish Cam, what Cam, what are your takeaways from these three nights or or sorry, or keep going on this night? Well, it it really was. It was a, it was so much fun. Like you said, the what's the use? I mean, that especially that final minutes of, of what what's the use? Mm. Uh Trey just goes mandolin mode and just uh he he was incredible. Um I think a word that we've said a lot on this podcast that um I feel like encap- encapsulates the you know the, the tweezer jam, the weekend itself. Um, is experimentation. I mean, these guys are really just stepping out into, like we said, not a rehearsed jam. Um, you yeah. know, a, a, the other major jam I've gotten in my life, big, big jam I've gotten in my days was the Ruby Waves jam. And that does have very distinct places that we go along. And 
Um, none of the jams this weekend felt that way. Um, they all felt they're really stepping out into unknown territory and seeing what happens. Um, and they got rewarded for it, I think, uh, throughout the whole weekend. And also, crazy fun to watch Mike play with his new toy. Um, apparently, it's only there's only six of them in the world or something. But watching him uh, wow. uh, try and fail, try and succeed, you know, uh, and just mess around, I was like, we're really watching some great improvisation um, out of these guys right now. Um, yeah, just just too much fun. <laughs> Well, Cam, I know we didn't make you like sign a disclaimer or anything or a release, so feel free to use anything that any of us <laughs> said as fodder for your next piece. Because oh, I think we've yes. all we've all fed into it, and uh, I want to I want to see more. I I noticed that. Yeah, I've been writing everything down in my little notebook. <laughs> Good. <laughs> like I have forty six days. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Who needs a rock so peak? You no. Know? Who needs a rock peak? Right. We've had right. enough. We've had enough. Need We've all had enough. Speaking of songs. speaking of enough, maybe our listeners have had enough. But um, <laughs> Cam, are you are you getting ready? Like it's what it's two thirty. Is it time to start hanging out, or is it like a show up late, LA casual kind of situation? It is time to start getting ready. I, I'll say this: we we have seats tonight instead of a you know mm -hmm. the one thing that's a nice thing that is you know it's not a GA crowd tonight so we have our seats we don't have to line up at one o'clock in the afternoon to even see the band uh and so that's nice <laughs> um we're gonna take it a little more easy and you know maybe go down to the lot today and and see some old friends and um see some friends who flew in for these shows and stuff but uh I, as soon as I close the laptop yeah it will be time to start getting ready and uh, <laughs> all right well you should do that good luck getting um, it. yeah have the best time thank you so much for coming on I hope that you come back. And I also wish that yes. I could save this comment from Shana that says I'm with RJ. Is, I, I wish I could my, save it. I can't believe my best friend is on the chat, like backing up RJ. In an I wish I could just save this for like Shana. the next so episode and just put it up whenever I say something. Thank you. Shana. <laughs> um, and thanks everybody for listening and, and tuning in. Um, so Cam, have a great time. Keep up the great work. It's amazing. And we, we loved having you here. Um, so thank you for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I've I've always loved helping friend any pod and I'm so excited to have been on. Thank thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. No, yeah, thank you. Awesome. Have a great time thank tonight. You. Yeah, man. Have a great time. And thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Megan. Talk to you guys soon. And uh we'll see you all back here for I guess the recap of the rest of the run next week. So yeah. thank you guys. Have a good Excellent. weekend. Bye. Yeah. Hi listeners, I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. 
We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 